Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. So, welcome everybody to episode nine of Rules Aren't Real. Lydia, can you believe we're already into nine episodes? Not really. <laughs> Holy crap. We're about to hit double digits. I know, ah. right? Wild, wild. <laughs> Today we're super excited to uh, to have a special guest uh, who used to live with me, actually. She's a digital nomad and is the guest who we're going to be talking to about breaking the rule, you have to have a home base to run a business. And our guest name today is Rachel Wagers. Rachel, welcome. Hey, guys. <laughs> so before we jump into breaking the rule um, and what that's been like for you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your history? Yeah, well, um, you're probably most familiar, seeing as we did live together for a short stint. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in New York City for about four years, and I worked and went to school at the same time, and by the time I was done, I was completely burnt out. I went on a trip after that um, and didn't have a return ticket and I didn't have a business and I didn't really have anything and I just saved up a bunch of money as much as I could and left and then I ended up not coming back for almost two years and had a business by the time I did that and that's morphed into a multitude of things but I've managed to do all of that while I've been traveling to other places so it's been almost three years now that I've been pretty much consistently somewhere new every few months. Fantastic. And we're going to get into this in just a second, but can you tell us a little bit about where you're from originally and what you went to school for, some of those sort of, you know, pertinent historical details? I'm originally from Melbourne, Florida. It's a small town on the East Coast near Cape Canaveral uh, where the shuttle goes off for a reference point. I went to school in Manhattan at NYU Stern for finance and that is an, it was an awesome opportunity and I'm really really happy that I went there um, it has left me of course in a bunch of student loan debt which is just an added thing that people think that you know you can't really travel if you have all of that but you can it's really common and people do do it and yeah that's my background and I don't know if I necessarily use that um, Maybe it created a bit more of a business sense, business mentality, but I'm happy it got me where I am, if that counts very much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So today's rule, like we mentioned just a little bit ago, is that we're breaking, right? As always, we're breaking rules left and right here. The rule that we're looking at today is you have to have a home base to run a business. So 
most people think that in order to start a business, in order to run a business, it's it's complicated. You need to have a home base. Where are you going to put your files? Where do you <laughs> like kind of all the details of it? But I think a big part of it is people think it's going to be too expensive to travel while you're also running a business. There's a lot of different factors that are considered here. Lydia, what do you think? What's um, why do you think people hold on to this rule so much? I think some people, especially who have been business owners for a long time, maybe you know a couple generations older than us or even one generation older than us, you know, having a brick and mortar or having a physical business was the way that you created a livelihood. And so this idea of having a business that can exist without a physical location is relatively new, you know, in the last couple of decades. So I think some people are attached to that physical, grounded, one location, people know where to find me, um, it's reliable, that sort of, those sort of factors. I think that's right too. I mean, um, in the lifestyle that I have isn't for everyone by any means. And not everyone has what, like this does not fulfill everyone's lifestyle needs. It just happens to fulfill mine. You know, some people do enjoy a nine to five job where they go in and they have that structure and they come home and that's that, but I create my structure in other ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's the biggest difference. I think something else that really has caused a shift in terms of this being possible is the event of the internet, right? I mean, it was hard to run a business while on the move. Um, at least, maybe you could be on the move, but there had to be some sort of home base uh, because we didn't have the internet, you know? So now there's, we have so much more agency, uh, so much more choice because we have this tool that allows us to connect with each other, with our customers uh, from around the world. And I think, from what I understand, that's really what you're doing with your business. Is that, is that the case? Absolutely. And just on top of that, I'm part of some amazing networks of people who are doing not the same necessarily, not, not necessarily the same business, but they are doing it in the same way. So they are based on the internet. So they don't have a physical location, they don't have a physical anything. And the power of these groups is incredible. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm in Barcelona right now. There was just a meetup of this group and there were over 200 people all here, all doing the same thing, and meeting them was one of the most enriching experiences, personally and business-wise, because they all inherently understand some of the challenges that you go through. But none of that would be possible without the internet. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting double-edged sword, uh, mm -hmm. but a good one, a good double-edged sword. Well, I know we're going to want to learn more about that group a little later, but in the meantime, why don't you tell us what your business actually is? What what business have you taken on the road? I've had a few iterations of business um, since going down this path, and I think that's very common in this sphere as well. Uh, at the moment, I am consulting for Amazon businesses. So if someone has a product and they want to sell it on Amazon, Amazon's one of the largest retailers, period. Uh, let alone in the internet space, and I help people sell their products on Amazon. Okay, and how did you get into that? What what led you to decide on this business above the others? Well, it's kind of a culmination of all the skill sets that I had learned previously. I'm very much uh, a self-taught kind of person. I find it fairly easy to teach myself things, and I've taught myself a lot. Um, again, going back to the internet, it, that none of that was really possible before. Um, 
it would be going to the library and checking out books, not just Googling how to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, so this has a lot of all those skills that I learned. I also had a bit of my own Amazon business previously. And when I was talking with someone, they needed help on theirs, and one thing led to another, and I started helping other people, and here I am. That's sort of how all the best businesses get invented, isn't it? Like, we discover something we're good at, and then someone asks us, wait, I want to do that. Um, I mean, it's the reason that Colleen and I are coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we, we love to share the knowledge that we have, and it sounds like you found a really great niche because I know tons of people sell on Amazon and who knows the best way to do that? Well, you do, right? So <laughs> I like to think that I do. There's yeah. varying opinions out there, but you know. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if your clients are successful and they're satisfied, then you're doing a good job, right? So exactly. very cool. I love how creative and like I said, it's very, it's a niche. It's kind of your business falls into a niche. What, you know, before this business was created, maybe, you know, I think you said you started traveling before you had invented this. When did you sort of realize that this rule was one worth breaking for you? You said something about your lifestyle is fulfilled by, tra by travel, right? And yeah. what, like, when did you figure that out, that you really wanted to be on the road and that it was okay to do that? I think that it I realized that the minute that I realized it was possible to actually make money, like the first time I ever made any money doing something 100% remotely was that moment. Um, and it was, I made like $6 or some bullshit amount of money like that. And it was amazing. It was like, that was the best fucking $6 I've ever made in my life. And at that point it was like, okay, now what? What's next? Like, how do I keep this going? What do I have to do to, you know, make more little $6 things and whatever? Luckily, I'm not in that price range anymore. So I'm doing a little bit better than that now. <laughs> Your clients pay you more than 6 bucks each. <laughs> they, they do. They do. I've raised my prices. It's give or take 15 So... Um, no, that but I mean, ideal. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't I have been to Barcelona. I've been to Barcelona, you know, in a while, but I do remember things costing slightly more than six dollars. So that's good. Glad to hear. <laughs> just, just a little, you know. It's fine. Wine's really cheap, though. That is great fuel for business, I will say. Yeah, Wine but I managed to do that all by myself and you know, on my own, and I did it from anywhere I wanted, and that was the minute that I realized, I think, that it was so important to me. Even if I was home in an apartment in a city that, you know, I could buy a house and still want to do it this way. Yeah, sure. And you know, what's what's really interesting to me, you know, with all our guests, Lydia, we, we find this, usually when you find someone who's breaking a major rule like this, um, because this is a big one, right? This is this challenges everything that most people know about what it means to to work, what it means to live. You know that you you need to have a home, you need to have a home base, all of the an office, all of these different things. Usually, when we when we meet cool people like you who are breaking big rules like this, they're breaking rules all over the place. So, what are some other rules that you have noticed you've really challenged in your journey? I would say that this is a largely male-dominated space, which I don't mind, but I have seen it grow into more of a woman, you know, inclusive group, 
and I'm not even one of the older people who, you know, in the smaller group that I was telling you about earlier, I know one woman in that who was there from the beginning, and she was the only woman in, a midst, in the midst of almost 200 people. So now, at the last conference that we just had, it was, I think, over a little over 25% women, mm -hmm. which for them is, you know, really great percentage. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing, you know, like seeing these guys incorporate women into their business models and into their businesses and into their conversations about business is somewhat of a big deal and I think that that is a really fun rule to break. And why do you think it's such a male-dominated space? You mean you mean the internet business or you mean traveling and having a business? Which part of that are we I talking about? I think the about? whole idea of location independence slash digital nomadism, the term, I'm, I'm not really too fond of that term, but that whole idea of you know, having a business and running it while you're on the road, it, I think it resonates more with males sometimes because women feel maybe like they can't, like they won't be safe or it's too difficult or, you know, all of these things. And I say, fuck that. So. <laughs> fuck that, indeed. <laughs> totally if with you. saying that. fuck that at least three times a day, in regards to rules, then mm -hmm. you're not really living. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I say fuck that all the time. So I guess I'm just living it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Lydia, what other questions do you have for Rachel? I am curious about, you know, I get that you love structuring your business in this way and that it's fulfilling for you personally. I'm curious about what does it look like financially to travel all the time? So, and I don't know how, how long you're in each place or where you stay or whatever that is, but I kind of had an assumption, and I think a lot of people do, before we did some research for today's episode, I had this assumption that traveling all the time would be automatically really expensive. And I'm curious how you balance your personal expenses and travel needs, you know, and continue to make income for yourself. So prove me wrong, please. I'm <laughs> happy to. Happy to. You've been doing it for three years, right? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, it's actually cheaper for me to travel um, the way that I do versus living in one, in one place. So, for instance, take, a, take into account New York City. One, rent is astronomical. Um, as anyone in, who's living in New York City knows all too well, it is a hellhole. A beautiful hellhole that we all love so dearly, but it is a hellhole. So, rent, you have your metro card. If you, ha if you take the metro, Colleen, I know you have a car, so you have insurance and you have, you know, gas and all of, all of those expenses. Mm -hmm. You have really expensive health insurance. I can get travel insurance that covers the Obama need, Obamacare need. Uh, that's actually cheaper. Those are just a few of, you know, I don't have electric bills. I don't have... Sometimes I do, I guess, if I rent an apartment. But, like, major things like that that really add up. So if you take all those things, that's probably close to $2,000 a month right there. On the flip side, for instance, I've been in Spain for almost three months now. Mm -hmm. And I've spent less than $1,000 on rent in total. I buy groceries like normal. Uh, and groceries happen to be pretty cheap here. I go out like normal and actually... It's kind of cheaper to go out here, definitely, than New York City. You know, I can get a cocktail for 10 euros as opposed to $18. And get a bottle of wine, hella cheap, which 
I will not admit how many I've bought. <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's just a balancing act. I find it much easier to pay off those student loans I was talking about and to do all that stuff much cheaper because it's not like I'm traveling every single day. I'm not buying plane tickets. I'm not doing this. I'm living in one place for a few months. I have an apartment. I cook dinner, just like a normal life. It just happens to also be kind of cheaper here. So it's not really that much more expensive. So cool. How Do you often spend like a few months in each place or do, do the time... Do the times vary? Like, what do you prefer? Yeah, my times vary. I like to spend longer times in places. Um, oh, solely for the reasons I was talking about, you know what I mean? If I don't have a place with a kitchen, for instance, when I'm just staying in a hotel or something for a few nights, then it is more expensive because you're eating out every day, and, and that obviously adds up. Um, I also just like to experience the place. You know, I'm just scratching the surface of Barcelona, and I've been here for almost three months, so it really makes a difference to stay for a bit more time. You know, you make friends, you have a group of people you go out with. It's really fun. I love it. Awesome. awesome. So what would you say are some of the top, um, you know, tips that you would like to share with somebody who would be interested in pursuing this lifestyle? Like what, ha what have you learned that has proven the most valuable to you since you've begun this journey? Google knows everything. It really does. I think that that is the one thing I would tell someone. Like, there's a world out there for everything that you ever, ever, ever wanted to know. Like, it's like parallel universes are existing within Google about everything. There, every piece of knowledge that you could ever want is on the fucking internet. And if you want to learn something, Google it. It's pretty much it. We should just rename it. Instead of the internet, we should call it the knowledge net or something. Knowledge like that. net. Yeah. <laughs> you have everything you could ever want. Like, you know, the all the library. Every, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's awesome. What are some things you've discovered in various places around the world that you were surprised by? Whether that be cultural or business knowledge or practices or just interacting with people from all over the world. What have, what have you been surprised by or excited by that you didn't expect? I think uh, it's less about the differences and more about the similarities because people are people are people and I've communicated with hand signals to people speaking Thai and I've, you know, like honed in on my Spanish skills and I've done all this stuff but everyone is the same and we all have the same emotions and the same desires and needs and yeah there may be like some fine-tuning in there in some places but realistically we're all so similar and it's so awesome once you kind of like can see that firsthand. That's very really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like everyone yeah. is everywhere is home when you're looking at it from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. The world feels a lot smaller, put it that way. What are some of the favorite places that you've been? Oh, this is such a hard question that I get mm -hmm. asked all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, but you're you going to have to deal with it because them. I want to know. I've actually really fallen in love with Barcelona. It feels like kind of a cop-out answer, but I really have. Um, it's got basically all the things that I loved about living in New York City, plus a beach, plus beautiful people. Not that New York doesn't have beautiful people, but, like, they're naked on the beach, so it just is a plus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just amazing. Outside of Barcelona, I really love the Thai people. 
in Thailand in general. Uh, some places more than others. I wasn't a huge fan of Bangkok. I love the islands. I loved Bali. Sydney was fun. I'm like, now I'm just listing all the places I've been. <laughs> Everywhere for me has positives and negatives and great things about it and things that I'm like, eh, you know, could do without that. Or this is missing this, you know. As somebody who provides a digital service and, and runs a business through the internet, what have been the best and most reliable locations for you to do business in addition mm -hmm. to uh, just enjoying the people and the environment? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bali has terrible internet, unfortunately. It's like the one thing that it's missing. Mm -hmm. It just it just sucks. Mm -hmm. People buy phone cards just to tether to their computers. Um, so scratch that one off the list. Barcelona's got pretty good infrastructure. I enjoy places that have a good community of people doing like-minded things, or at least it generally flows along with a startup community. Because mm -hmm. um, then there, there comes the co-working spaces and the good Wi-Fi and things like that. And then you have good coffee, which is important if you work all the time. Um, <laughs> As we speak, I am chugging my coffee. Yes. There you go. I, I, went down, I have a new one right downstairs for me right now, and I love it. Yeah, so I think that it wasn't very specific at all, but I think the generalization of that is, is even better. There's pubs everywhere of people doing the sim similar things. Uh, Budapest, Berlin, Medellin, all over the place. And how do you find these hubs? You know, as a as a as a traveling person, um, you know, you were talking about this group earlier. Like, how, how does one hone in? on communities that will serve them in this way? It's like we've reverted to the 90s. I've got a lot of internet friends from chat rooms. It's pretty great. You know, like I, I talked to people, I just met uh, this woman a couple months ago when I first got to Barcelona, who I had known online for literally two years. Like we knew each other from talking and we would Skype and whatever and we met each other and it was like it was nothing, you know. Uh, there are a lot of communities out there and one kind of funnels into another and they all have similar things. Um, a lot of podcasts have communities behind them as well and you'll find people in there that are doing that. And then once you start meeting people that way, it's a lot of word of mouth, you know, where are you going next? Oh, what's good about that place? You know, this and this and that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there any um, publications or specific websites or articles that you would you know like would want to provide as resources for our listeners like I know that people are going to be really curious about what this lifestyle looks like in reality and we as we were doing research I was getting interested so I'm it's curious if you it is a rabbit hole <laughs> the internet has everything right so what, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. what resources would you want to share or we could post on the blog um, for people to, to check out yeah I would definitely check out the tropical MBA podcast um, those are the guys who run the DC group that I'm in. It's the group I was talking about earlier. Uh, there are, and then from there you can find a lot of things. Um, I do a lot of stuff specific to e-commerce, obviously, since that is my realm, but there are so many, so many groups out there. I think that's a really good jumping off point and a great place to listen if you're sort of interested more in the lifestyle and uh, what it entails and what we talk about when we go out for drinks, I guess. Awesome. Very cool. Colleen, what other questions do you have? 
I guess, let's see here. I'm curious what are, I know these favorites questions are always a pain in the ass, but bear with me. <laughs> it doesn't have to be exactly favorites, but, uh, you know, what are some of the moments that really stand out, like the, the pivotal moments, the turning points, the, um, the joyful moments, like you talked about that first $6 that you made when you really realized that you could do this, that you could make a living while you were traveling. What are some of those other moments that really stand out to you? Something I didn't mention was that I was in a relationship for part of this journey, and I think that coming to coming to Spain was the first sort of on my own bit of it after a little bit of time of downtime and uh, getting to Barcelona and figuring it all out by myself, which I'm more than capable of doing, of course, was sort of a really big moment for me, and it felt amazing. Let's see, that's one of them. I think being recognized by my peers as well is something that's really cool. Uh, when people come to you and ask you questions about things that you were asking people about, you know, a year ago, two years ago, something like that, it's it's a good feeling, you know, just like in any other job or career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why would you say that this is a rule worth breaking? What is it about this that you find so valuable that you would really encourage people who have whatever, even the tiniest level of interest in this, why is it worth people looking into this? Why is this a rule worth at least considering breaking? Yeah, I mean, if what I'm talking about is resonating with someone, I think that it's worth looking into because it's not impossible. I'm not saying it's necessarily easy or that it's overnight or that you'll even be able to figure it out in a year, but it's not impossible and if you really fucking hate going to work nine to five and working for someone else or whatever it may be and just you want whether it's more out of your life or a change or whatever it may be I just think that it's worth delving into and really thinking you know maybe it's something you could do cool cool all right, awesome. so Lydia, any more questions before we uh, wrap up for the day? I think no, I think I, most of it. I'm like, now I just want to go do more research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Rachel, I'm definitely going to reach out and pick your brain because I've got some, uh, I've got some digital nomad crawling up in my <laughs> future yeah. as well. I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to, to it. Email. So maybe we'll cross paths soon. Uh, before yeah. we go, I'd love to give you an opportunity to uh, to pitch your business to our online community. Uh, what is it that you do, and, and where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, as I mentioned before, I help brands sell on Amazon. So if you have products that you're selling either online or retail or wholesale, um, I can help you with another sales channel. So uh, I my name and my company is called Springboard Sellers. So springboardsellers.com is where you can find me. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Rachel, and I hope Thank you have guys. a great day. I think it's uh, afternoon over there in Barcelona, so it sounds like it's about time for some cheap wine, huh? It's about time <laughs> for some cava, yeah, and that option as well. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. 
In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.